There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are, with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target, or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 407. Um, some fun uh, things coming up on the Nerdist YouTube channel. We're going to be posting uh, some new episodes of All-Star Celebrity Bowling. We bowled against uh, Team World's End with Edgar and Simon and Nick Frost and uh, and a surprise fourth guest because there were only three of them. Uh, so we got the whole Cornetto trilogy and a fourth that <laughs> was phenomenal. So that'll be going up soon. Uh, Jimmy, The Jimmy Fallon episode will be going up soon. WWE will be going up soon. So that's all over at uh, YouTube.com slash Nerdist. Click subscribe so you won't miss a second of it. Okay, then. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace.com. It's the all-in-one platform to make fast and easy professional websites. Or, or if you want to make an online portfolio, you can do that as well. For a free trial, 20% off, uh, we're going to give you the offer code NERDIST9. NERDIST9. Yeah, this website thing, it's uh, its catching on. So maybe maybe it would be time. You know, if you want to uh, display your writing wares or your artistic wares or uh, or if you want to start uh, some type of a business or even just a, a blog for a podcast or whatever, they can do whatever you want. Pretty much at any skill level. Um, it starts at $8 a month, includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. They have amazing support, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There's no credit card required. Start building your website now, and when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, like I said, make sure to use the offer code NERDIS9, and then you're going to get 20% off. And you'll also show your support for the Nerdist. so go ahead and do that. Uh, make your digital dream! And we thank Squarespace for their support. This episode is uh, Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. Jimmy may know from Community, Nat Faxon is on a show called Ben and Kate. They also wrote The Descendants, for which they received an Oscar. An Oscar. An Oscar statue. Um, they also uh, have a movie out this summer called The Way, Way Back, which uh, uh, is I haven't seen it yet because <laughs> I never get to go to movies anymore. I have to see things on computers now. Oh, wah, I work so much. Luxury problem. Uh, but I've heard nothing but amazing things about The Way, Way Back uh, that they also directed together. Um, I've known these guys forever. Uh, I, I dabbled in Groundlings in the 90s before I was like, oh, yeah, improv's not my thing. Off to stand up! Uh, but they're terrific guys and hilarious, and I adore them, so uh, it was a blast to have them on together for the Nerdist Podcast number 407 with Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. Now entering Nerdist.com.
I do. I someone knows. I have. Uh, I had a. Bu- I had to throw a bunch of those away at the bottom of my bag too. There were green tea ones, and then I had a. Banana. I had pumpkin from Halloween. Fucking pumpkin Kit Kat. Yeah, my, the the best one is blueberry cheesecake Kit Kats. Really? Yep. Yeah, you can probably get those in. That just Tokyo, sounds huh? made up. No, you can't actually. You blueberry have to order them on eBay, and they're fucking expensive. What do you have to order on eBay? Kit Kats? Yeah. They sell food on eBay. Uh, yeah, well, like the the there's the worst fat food. guy ever. I didn't vintage, know that vintage food. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I gotta. Yeah, we gotta go. When you have to bid, when you have to bid on food, it makes it that much more exciting. <laughs> Worst fat guy ever. <laughs> Who's the best fat guy ever? Uh, John Goodman. Okay. Oh, I would have said John Candy. I would have said John Candy. Well, I but he's not that was... good at it, clearly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, to be good, you got to yeah. stay consistent. Fuck you and touche. Stay consistent and alive. George went also a good run for his. He's a good Ooh, have you seen him lately? Is he not that fat he's anymore? Not, no, no. He's just not doing too good. But he's still alive. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. We are welcome. Uh, we are welcome. We are happy to have uh, Nat Faxon and Jim Rash, who I knew. Back- One applause. I oh, know. Two. Well, there's two. not a, really a group. No, Three, I, I felt it. Uh, yeah, it was okay. just we had to go beyond the. <laughs> we just had to get beyond which that. Is, yeah. Which that is was the age-old basically question. doing the clap. Yeah, no, it was like the like action. <laughs> okay, yeah, and was, the cameras are saying. That was one-hand clapping. <laughs> That's exactly That's what, what it that sounds, sounds like. like. Yeah. But uh, I knew these guys way back in the Groundlings days mm-hmm. when um, they were actually good at it and you weren't yes well that's why I don't do improv too many bad stand up habits <laughs> but I was taking that uh, I was taking I, I, I would I was the improviser who would always just immediately when it was my turn to say something just spit out all of the everyone's information like it was just not <laughs> right. good yeah. but uh, yeah there was that one sort of um, intermediary class where you could just show up on Wednesday. Yeah, the wow class. Yeah, the wow, wow class where yes. you guys were waiting if you, usually if you were waiting to get like into a like a, a, class. an yes. upper level you class were, yes. and you're waiting for it to open up. Yes. Waiting on Wednesdays. Is that what they called it? Was that the wow? Work out work on, on Wednesdays. Work, okay. work on out Wednesdays. on Wednesdays. Because sometimes you could just the way Groundlings work. I like you, waiting on Wednesdays. Because yeah. no. you don't, you didn't know. for a Wednesday. You could have yes. been waiting for like <laughs> a year to get into a class, right? It really is. It's hump day. Yeah. Did you, were you in the main, Did you? were you guys in the main company or the Sunday company? We both, well, we both we met in the Sunday company, and then we both uh, subsequently got into the company about six months or a year apart from each other. And then I, I mean, I just stepped down, so I was there for thirteen years. Yeah, damn. Did you step down? I did. Yeah, I stepped down about three years ago when I knew it was time. Jim didn't quite know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you wanted to hang on. I for felt like years. Yeah. I felt like, and I was wrong. They wanted more. <laughs> and <laughs> guys, that I was get the a, first year. No, and I, like what? Well, you'll get this yeah, two more like, years. No, it's like oh, you know, you're like that frat guy who hung around too yeah. long, and they're like, you hey know, guys, where, where are we yeah. gonna go now? What are we doing yeah. next? Yeah. Oh. Hey, let me. Yeah, how about this character? Now we've seen we've seen that mechanic character. You're scaring all the girls. Yeah, So we all go to hang out the snake. But afterwards, they're yeah. 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 we're underage. Are we still doing that? Is that still, is that still a thing? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, old, the, the snake pit afterwards. Snake well, pit, yeah. It's uh, uh, it, so the groundlings like you, there are only a certain number of spaces, and so the like if you have a permanent space, you technically could stay there forever if yeah. you wanted. You're right? made forever, forever. You are made. Yeah. yeah, and so um, it's a generous thing to do if you're not going to be performing a lot to yes. Yes. vacate. Yes, we have requirements. But for the most part, you could just hang out. You just have a requirement to fill. I do it's love like two weeks a year. Two weeks a year. <laughs> two weekends a month. You know, just show month. up for a while. You're in the Groundling Reserves. <laughs> yeah, you're in the Groundling Reserves. <laughs> You'll go overseas yeah. um, to nowhere in particular. Do you earn college credit? <laughs> yeah. you. Oh, nice. These are all the perks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a lake house. I did like going. I haven't been to the Groundlings in ages, but I, I used to. I did like I would just stare at the wall and just see like. 
Pat Morita, like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like the pictures of the groundlings from the seventies and the sixties. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and Jim. He's, <laughs> he's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was in charge of doing the photo wall, so it's you see Pat, and then you just see me. Hey, Jim, that's good spacing. Hey, yeah. See, yeah. it's really good spacing, and a lot of me. Uh, but you, yes. Do it, you miss it? Do you miss it at all? Yeah, well, I mean, I still, I still improvise over there, you know, now and then. And uh, but I do still... you miss improvising with Pat Marino? <laughs> oh my God, we used to. You and Pat. No, do you remember that we had we had our version of Who's on First, and it was like uh, I, the fact now, that people, how the, racist the Pat, was it? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was really. Now he's improvising. Then you could do it now. No. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no. Remember that time right before you were supposed to do the scene, and someone hit your knee, and then he had to like do the thing. To... <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that became the inspiration that became for karate a, yeah, kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, never, we never get credit credited for that, you know. Did I, I always wonder if there was ever any um because Groundlings really used to be the feeding ground for SNL. I mean the the, the garden for SNL. And I always wondered sometimes if other members of the group were ever sort of like, hey, yeah, that technically character did technically start here, but it was a group effort that someone then just took mm-hmm. and then made into a, a character. Yeah, I don't I, I don't remember like someone saying they have a something that they claimed. I mean, you know, obviously, we'll see a lot of stuff on there that they did on the stage. Sometimes yeah. even like a version of a sketch. Yeah. And then often, you know, sometimes they'd reach out to you if you wrote something with them. Like a number of us have done sketches mm-hmm. with, say, Will Forte or something, and they did that sketch, and someone else is playing, you know, my part or someone else's part. Oh, so they say like, hey, is it okay? If yeah, we, yeah. I mean, they you know they pay you money, for yeah. that. Yeah, they oh, pay cool. you for that. Yeah. So you're sort of credited at the end oh, wow. when it's. Quickly, you know, yes. and it's going so fast, yeah. you don't read anything, but you're in there. So, so for the most part, I don't think anyone ever like said, "Ha ha, I've I'm taking my Mountain Man." We all chipped in on Mountain Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was ever... one of your lesser known characters. <laughs> Mountain Man. I've already said mechanic and Mountain Man. I mean, clearly these are not my characters. <laughs> what? Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> well, we gotta climb this mountain. Wait a minute. That's a great mechanic. Wait, Wait that a mechanic. mechanic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he happened to be at a mountain. Oh, okay. He was... Mountain Man is like, boy, oh boy, my car broke down. Yeah. You ever notice how there's no auto shops on the tops of mountains? <laughs> See, I'm gonna be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, did, did you like the the Did you ever look at any of the other comedy groups and sort of the philosophies, or did you like the Groundlings? Kind of, it was like more character emphasis, well, you know, right? When, when we came through, there wasn't all the options right now. You know, when we first got here, it was Groundlings, uh, Acme, and Second City had been here, but they weren't there anymore. And so, while we were students. You know, UCB, Second City, back again, I.O., all these places hadn't opened shop. So really your exposure to improv was was a little bit more limited. And now, obviously, there's an explosion. And I think the great thing about it is it's not necessarily – look, the universal rules that you're learning at a basic intermediate level are probably all consistent with any of those theaters. You know, we've – I've performed at all of them in different ways, you know, in their styles. Yeah, that's, well, no one can I see what you're doing, so why don't you just say it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm a master improviser. I hope you guys can mm. hear me over the toot of this horn. No, I'm saying like I appreciate all the different styles that people you know have done from long form to all those kind of things. I think Groundlings is mainly once you get into sketches about it's a character based improv. I mean that's probably the you know if you're going to label each one. It's also a wonderful training ground as far as writing goes. I mean, you really are forced into writing all your own material, you know, either by yourself or with other people in the class or company that you're in. And so you're just sort of thrust into that world. And if you've never done it before, it's a great, you know... It's a great learn-by-doing kind of experience. But the Sunday Company, you have to write a new show every week, right? For the most part. I mean, some sketches, you know, will carry over probably for 
I don't know, but anywhere between like two to six weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are constantly writing, and the show is constantly it's changing, filtering and changing. Yeah. yeah. So you could be doing some horrible bit, and then you know you're like, oh, I got to write more because this because that got cut because that got cut. That was usually not in, in my pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're not going to do uh, choir boys Our mechanic, anymore. Mechanic choir boys. Mechanic <laughs> choir boys. Yeah. I, I stay in like a safe zone. <laughs> Choirs. Mountain men and mechanics. Are those, those, those really? Oh, safe? No, that's like literally when I when I you know any of my students from teaching I say, look, here's all you need to know about characters. You're either a choir boy, a mountain man, or a mechanic, and anything outside of that is just a variation on those. People don't people don't know anything outside <laughs> no, those know. two. But I want to do this, you know, space alien. Uh, Mountain man. Next, you know, like, does he oh, live in a mountain? Then mm-hmm. it kind of you can. Do they can, have mountains on Saturn? Boom. Does it just have to be incorporated into the sketch in some way, or is it? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> well, see, okay, but see, but see, you weren't in my class, so they called out. Uh, I like the student who fucking who corrects the comedy teacher with science. Uh, that's yeah, actually about Saturn. <laughs> yeah, about Saturn. Well, no, in my face. In my face. Welcome to Nerdist, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we are in the fucking. <laughs> We'll break down all the improvised comedy. I always, I was, uh, yeah, I, 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 and then, and then I dated Andrea Savage, who was in this. Were you? In, was Andrea in your yes. Sunday Company? Uh, uh, no, I, I directed when she was in the Sunday Company. She was right after, right after us, I think. Yeah, and then I remember going to these, you know, like these mega Groundlings. It was like a July Fourth, where it was every Groundling in just this cluster of, yeah. Uh, when we all get together, it's called Mega Groundlings. <laughs> <laughs> and we form one beast. That has to fight yeah. Mecha Groundlings. Right, yeah. 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 It has to fight Mecha UCB. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a cage match coming up. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like physical comedy bouts. Yeah. Uh, those are always the best kind. I think kinds. it works so well. I mean, the slap fighting is, no. un, is unrivaled. It's just a lot of prop comedy. It's just, instead of like a dance-off, it's a stage fight-off. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's yes. a space working off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If the space work of your weapon is really good, <laughs> yeah. then it gets you, you do damage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When uh, when did you guys start? I mean, because obviously a lot of performers have this kind of parallel writing uh, career because it can supplement the acting career, but it's worked out quite well for both of you on both sides. <laughs> so when did that? When did you guys actually start writing and pitching? Was it television first? Or did you immediately start doing film? Mm-hmm. No, we got yeah, we got into TV. We we had been in the company probably for 4 years, I think, and uh were I, more frustrated as actors wanting to do different roles or do things that, you know, people in the industry didn't see us doing, you know, and uh so we were friends and and enjoyed writing together and so we're like oh why don't we write a tv show and so we wrote a pilot and put it up on the groundlings uh stage as sort of like a presentation and it did not go well but <laughs> what was we, the pilot it was called crossing the leaves jordan. <laughs> yeah <Crossing> jordan. <laughs> totally. but not the one that became a show and went for many years it was actually about <laughs> crossing the river jordan yeah. it was a river jordan yeah. and, yeah. and, and jim and i played had been, <laughs> we and we hadn't been so our specifics were that weird was ba- again that was back when you could do that and it <laughs> yes. was okay yeah yeah no we were Pat Morita played yeah. the pharaoh. Have you yeah. ever seen a mountain man trying to cross a river? It's not pretty. It's, it's not, not really pretty. 
I mean, again, these are the types of things you could do in a pre-9-11 <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, so, and there were, anyway, um, we, yeah, so we didn't go well. It didn't go well, but we t- took a nugget of that pilot uh, that was centered around uh, sort of a Jim's being adopted. Um, how dare you tell these people? <laughs> oh, no. How dare you? Oh, how far does this reach? Yeah. No, we did write about uh, being adopted. It was called Adopted, so we, we wrote this. Uh, Funny enough. Huh? What? <laughs> Strangely enough, it was called adopted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you got to think out of the box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's probably kind of funny now, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the man that names his Mountain Man character Mountain Man. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, these are you get it. A Mountain Man would be adopted by wolves. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yeah. and the mechanic would help him find his biological mother. It's it's it writes itself. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so we wrote we we took adopt that little element of it and wrote it and ended up actually doing that as a pilot at ABC. Um, it was about 2005. So that's Although without us. Without us in it. Being in it. Oh, we were told we us. could not be in the pilot. But they, did they break the two gently or they were like, no, oh, no, no. Of course they're not going to be in it. No, no we... No. Uh, yeah, they probably did laugh in our face at first. <laughs> we sat around in a conference room at ABC and uh, we had this big casting meeting and we were talking about the roles and it was this sort of like elephant in the room. Like we hadn't brought it up and our agents and managers hadn't sort of broached the topic and mm-hmm. so... It was just sort of like, I mean, I we don't want to slow the process down, but we would still love to play these parts, you know. And they didn't; they were sort of ignoring that mm-hmm. idea, and uh, and so they were. We had this long list of uh, potential um, actors, and they said they threw out an actor's name, and they said, "What about this guy?" And we were like, "Oh, you know, I don't know. He's a little like." He's almost too handsome, you know. He's he's almost too leading man, and the part was for the role Jim was supposed to play. Yeah. And I don't uh, take offense to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know my place. I know my, I know my place. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so we said he's a little too handsome, you know. And it was as if we had just taken like a shit in the room, and they all looked at each other and said, "Like uh, he is." Not handsome. Oh, <laughs> he is TV ugly. Oh, is that where your Twitter handle yes. comes from? Rash yes. is TV ugly. Rash yes. TV ugly came from just that expression. And I'm yeah. not even TV ugly. I don't yeah. even make that list. I just no. sort of thought that it was a funnier expression to me than what I became to them. Yes, we, we sort of did a bit. We, we did sort a of bit. I like, said, oh. "Wow, if 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 he is TV ugly, I'd love to see what list that you guys have me on. Like, you know, am I? Uh, you know." Passable TV passables. <laughs> if TV, we have to, if we have to, if there's yeah. no other option. I mean, the light from the cameras would be a radio. Even, no, wouldn't even capture your face. <laughs> would not show up on. film You would not guy. show up on yeah. film. I mean, no. that's just the way no. television works. Yeah. You guys just, don't even understand. Just TV butt ugly. And then one of the guys, one of the head casting guys at the time, basically like stared Jim in the face and he said, uh, "Jim, you're not playing this role. We're not going that nebbish. All right, who's next? Oh my! Jesus. And we were just like, <laughs> like being verbally punched <laughs> in the. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, and it was this weird thing where we discontinued the uh Do I just audition anyway in a wig. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, back. And they go, This guy seems nebbish to me. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Yes, he's nebbish. <laughs> get him. Get him. <laughs> get him. He tried to be uh, attractive on TV. Ah, we got him. Punch his face. Punch his face. Make Ruin him, him more. Make him more. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin him more, please. Send him to cable. Send him to cable. Yeah. But they, uh, yeah, they. We walked out of that room. I think after the meeting, and was like, "Hey, hey, are you a good <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, we're living the dream, right? Television, we're right? This is what you right? wanted." 
And I, it was, uh, it was, it was. <laughs> it was like, okay, so I guess we're not playing so we're not going to play okay. it. I hope you go back uh, to that casting yeah. person and flatten his yeah. dick with your Academy Awards. <laughs> well, no. Well, those are for writing. Oh, God, oh, God. God, now he's beating me with this. I'm, I'm getting uglier and uglier. Yeah, he was, he was, I guess, the bad cop. He was assigned bad cop, and yeah. he took that role on. <laughs> Willingly. Willingly. Who's going to, I'll do it. I'll do it. Are you sure are you, you don't sure? want to? Yeah. We don't know. If, they'll say anything. if they do, I'll crush them. I was going to say it anyway, but now if you guys want me to, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you went the last three times. I know. I know. There's just something about this so nebbish guy. How did that pilot go? You know, it, it was, it was, um, it's like bittersweet in the sense we got to shoot a pilot, but it, 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 it really was, you know, one of those things where it, everything was sort of working against us, it felt like. It didn't feel like the same show we had written, not necessarily because of our voices, but just, you know, it's one of those things where we were new and green to this, you know, and they instantly lock you in with people to run your show with you, and mm. those people don't necessarily have your vision, but you don't have experience, so right. how could you possibly know? And, and it's one of those things where you look back, and the regret will always be, we should have been more vocal. We should have spoken up. It might not have helped. Spoken up. It might not have helped, <laughs> but if we had said something, you're right. But it's it's yeah. it, it, it that's probably the one that was like the hardest when you sort of look at it. Mm-hmm. We had some great people involved who were great. To, the moms, and we had Christine Baranski and Bernadette Peters, and oh, wow. there was great actors involved. It just was one of the things that sort of started to fall apart as the as the week went on. Yeah, yeah certainly a great learning experience, and opened a lot of doors for us. And I think now, you know, we're we're very vocal when we feel strongly about something. No, <laughs> yeah, no. 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 Well, I feel like I, I feel like we always auditioned for the same. Friend roles, yes, yes. On every, I used to see you guys at auditions all the time yes. when I was when I used to subject myself to pilot season mm-hmm. until I finally realized you guys aren't happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Let's just not do this anymore uh, because I'm just not a good auditioner and that mm. process. But yeah. but I always it's always it was always fun to go and like see one of you and just sort of feel like oh you know yeah. I don't I'm not I, I don't feel like I'm just sitting here alone yeah. listening to the other person audition oh, yeah. in the room. Uh, That's the worst. It is actually worst. nice when you have a door. And it yes. always sounds better than what you think you're going to do. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. You're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, a good way to go. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time it sounds I I don't I don't I hadn't heard a lot of really amazing auditions and I always sort of felt like oh that's what they want you oh, know yeah, and yeah. then go in and then and then do actually worse yeah. and then yeah. the other person <laughs> actually that, and that, then they get it yeah. that happened yeah. to me where I was like up was like me and some other guy up for this pilot and like I he the guy was like going through his lines out loud in the waiting room oh and he, big no no and he oh. like you know it's like the line in it is like uh you know one of the lines is like hey let's like we're both hot right now let's go downstairs cool off uh, eat some dinner and come back up. And that was a line. And then, like, uh, did you do it that way? Yeah, just like that. You sure threw it away, but it's it's nice. But uh, but then this guy. I mean, I worked really hard on that line. You just threw it away in my face. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's what they want. They don't want to. No, you said it it like I don't care unless I want to get to the next one. But go ahead. Yeah, but that's just like those were the words. And then like there's a guy in there, kind of Spicoli looking guy. Kind of going like, hey, like saying them out loud, which I thought is really, like really weird to subject. Any. It's douchey. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's it like, hey, let's just go downstairs, chill out, smoke a bowlage, and we'll go up here and figure it out. And I was like in my head going, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got the fucking part. <laughs> <laughs> he made a choice. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were gonna yeah. say you went in there and did that. Smoke the bowlage. Smoke the bowlage. That's what you want. <laughs> You're just taking your shirt yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, and then outside he's going it. Worked. Yeah, <laughs> but that's probably. I would imagine when you guys started being on the other side of the table and having people audition for mm-hmm. you, 
are are you extra nice? Like, oh, yeah, uh, but please, whatever you want to do. Like, yes. yes, annoyingly so. Like annoyingly. Th- during that pilot, we were like laughing aggressively, like at everything, <laughs> like, like too much. You yeah. know, it's like <laughs> like it's that it's that TV laugh like on steroids. And then they're like, wow, Just they really like their own jokes yeah, really good well. Job. And yeah, you, yeah, it probably looked like we were like that. But yes. we just felt, you know, because we've you're all so been there. Scared. We're just standing in front you, of people. Yeah. But you learned so much watching a bunch of people audition. Yes. About, like, so much, so many times you see people come in and you're like, oh, go fucking, they almost had it. Oh, they almost yes. had it. Yes. Like, you want yes. them to get it. Yes. yes and there are a do. lot of times there are people that come in who were, like, fantastic. But just because you imagined in your head the guy being taller or, yeah. sm- you know, having brown hair or, like, really stupid stuff. And you almost, like, want to run after them and be like, you you were awesome. Like, you did such a good job. Like, I got the part? You're not going to get it. Oh. <laughs> Why did you come no. after well, me? Well, just because you're this. tall. But, oh, God. <laughs> but, like, you wanted to, like, tell those people, like, you did a great job. It's just, it's a dumb thing. Just run out and go, there's a surgery. You, know. you cut your femur in half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could do that by the network <laughs> test, no. yeah, yeah. yeah, then we consider. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think we did overcompensate because of the, like, just the horrors of going mm-hmm. into auditioning. And t- my my favorite was always the going in and the cast room and her, like, walking through the room. So it's like, all right, so we're going to do scenes um, just one and three. And you're like, okay. And then you go in and you do the first scene. And they're like, all right. Thanks so yeah. much. Okay, okay but you okay because you said three. We I got it. We do... saw what you needed. Okay, we, exactly. we got it. Yeah. I've got three. Yeah, you always see the, You can hear them. Everyone else doing both. Uh-huh. And you yeah, go yeah. and you go. Thank yeah. you. Oh, oh. Okay, because yeah. I. All right. Oh, Nat, uh, Nat, yeah. excuse me, before you leave. Uh, yeah, are you... Uh, Can yeah. we just get the sides back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> saving, saving trees. And you were so mad because you thought, three's a really good scene. I know. You got, no, that's I, where I got to do an accent. Yeah, and like, yeah. That's fine, guys. I can leave Santa Monica now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. 4.30 p.m. just drove all the way there. I know. You're sort of Pouring with sweat. Yeah. 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 I don't think, you know, because I'm sure that people are like, well, fucking, how hard is acting? I, to put anyone through pilot season, like just the emotional vice of pilot pilot season yeah. and it's you know uh, you're getting you know like four auditions for the next day they're all 13 pages long yes. they're all completely different on completely different sides of town with completely different you know yes. and yes. it's just the emotional the daily emotional strain of rejection yes it's just as yeah. fucking yeah, it is me brutal. it was always the the hard part was the auditions yes but it was constantly having that conversation with every single person you've gone in you've gone in for you know doctors no yeah. What's doctors? Oh, you should go in for doctors. Have you gone yeah, in? They love you. Yeah. Yeah, totally love but everyone's mentioning all these things that you probably aren't right for, but then you get obsessed with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, well, I haven't gone in for doctors. I'm just li- uh, listing employ- <laughs> employment <laughs> for every example. Mechanics, Fisherman's doctors. next. You haven't done Fisherman. Well, it's coming up. Okay, good. Yeah. Depends on where we go. They really haven't called you for Mountain Man? <laughs> no. No, they haven't. <laughs> I invented them. Their next big, huge movie is going to be <laughs> a Mountain Man. Mountain Man. <laughs> so then when did you, uh, how long did you, stay in te- like on the writing and producing side of television before you hopped over to film? We developed probably two or three years after that. Never went to pilot stage with any of them, but, you know, uh, wrote and developed more, uh, at least, pilot scripts. And then, uh, I want to say around 2005, or a little before that, we just said, uh, you know, we had sort of a, a, a small idea for a movie, so let's just write a movie, something, you know, over the summer. And that, that turned into what is now the way, way back. Uh, started in, which, so it start, that journey started eight years ago. So that was the first movie we wrote. Wow. What was the worst note that you ever got from a network? Uh, for our TV pilot stuff? Yeah. Um, 
there was one where I remember one where it was we were shooting. I think we were it was during adopted. We were shooting it, uh-huh. and it was a reshoot. And they were like, we still don't totally understand who this main character is. And one of the one of the network people said, "What if we had a mug?" With his name on it, <laughs> then you would know the guy's name, and you would get who he was. Oh, I don't and we remember were like, that. Oh my uh, goodness! Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, my favorite part is the explaining how it works. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah, and yeah. Don't you remember that? Vaguely, no. They wanted a mug with with the character's name Lloyd written across it, and like him to come in in the morning, being like, "Wake up, bud," and like take a sip from yeah. the coffee. Oh, <laughs> wake up! Name. It's me, it Lloyd. Like, You're a brother, which is why it's not creepy for me to walk in your room in the morning. Yeah. Their, yes. their idea. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, uh, maybe I just blocked that out of my mind. Uh, I remember, I do remember we had written this, because uh, we were, we, it was over New Year's Eve, and we got a call about our notes. Oh, remember? yes, yes. And we had written this thing that we had all pitched, you know, it was clearly this ensemble about this sort of uh, group of friends who didn't, it was almost like the anti-friends is how we p- pitched, pitched it. You know, it was almost like people who didn't get along because there was only one person that they all were sort of oh, linked sure. to type thing. And uh, I remember the note they were going, you know, we'd love this to be a romantic comedy. How can we make that happen? And it, yeah. there was, it was the furthest from that, but they were like... Uh, get a it, different it's, show? It, no, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where they're, they're, everything shifts on a daily basis. They really want um, office set comedies, you know. So you go in there with that, they go... They want they want romantic comedies. Bail, bail on the office thing. You know they they, they shift the winds shift so well, they, fast. Yeah, my, the minute you hear what they're looking for, the minute you get to the room, and then you do the romantic comedy, and then you get finally it's like guys, we're not going to move forward with this. You know, we're really needing office stuff. Right <laughs> they, now. Like, sure. But you said, <laughs> yeah, you trust them because you you I feel like you get notes from you get you'll get notes from like a TV executive, and uh, what I think happens is. Most of the time, they live an inch from a fire, mm-hmm. and they're in constantly uh, they're constantly in fear of losing their job, and so they're just always like, I whatever. They're basically chasing whatever's trending. Yeah. They're chasing the trend. Yes. So you might send them something, and they'll read it, and then just in an emotional moment, just give you uh, notes, and then you yes. go implement those because that is your job, and then yeah. afterwards they go. Hey, how come you did all those things? And you're like, well, because you said yeah. to do those things, and yeah. like they almost don't even remember that no. they told you to do exactly what. Yes, they and didn't it, like, and it's usually just oh, we just went the gist of that. I don't. <laughs> we didn't actually want that, yeah. you know. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a marketing person, <laughs> yeah. and I shouldn't be giving creative notes. <laughs> so can't you? I just... just had a poster idea. That's my job. <laughs> there's a. I love there's the a title. Mountain on it. Oh, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Oh, we can do something with this. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? The mountain. The mountain. Ma- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm setting up. Is there a man in there? <laughs> uh, I wish it was. It can be. Yes. He's a man. <laughs> Next day. No. No. Thank it's you. Not a mountain. It's a uh, it's try. a canyon. Yeah, it's we, a canyon now. Mm, you've lost your way with it. Bye. <laughs> Please don't get me out of Hollywood. We're looking more for yeah. fjord stuff. Just more, more fjords. Fjords mm. are big. What's a fjord? When so you started writing the sentence in, in 2005, and then does it? Does well, the that, way way back was yeah. 2005. I'm sorry. Yeah, way way back back yeah. in 2005. So does that just that, that basically just sits on a hard drive for several years, and then at what point do you dust it off and decide that it's time to? 
It it sort of t- it, it came- I just imagine you guys using your Oscars to like retrieve the file. It was a hard disc. It was like a Macintosh Plus disc that we pushed into there. Like, come on, little R two D two, spit it out and print it. And yeah. when you gave it to a film company, you just use the Oscar as a USB drive. You're like, here's yeah. our new script. Yeah. I think you like this. <laughs> We're just going to talk about the Oscars yeah. a lot. If that's okay. I mean, I, you know, I told you this when I saw you at Comic Con for the community panel but I mean the, the one of the best moments of any Oscars was your leg maneuver My, yeah the uh, the uh, what a, Angelina Jolie yes. uh, yeah. that was a gorgeous moment it was a gorgeous because moment. it's you know it's so, it's so funny like everyone takes that show everyone takes themselves so seriously on that show and they try to look like they're not taking themselves seriously and rarely is anything ever funny on the Oscars. Right. And you fucking destroyed the room with no words. Right. No words. Just right. one minor. And just my, well, yes, it was a commit. At first, I tried, and then it felt like you hear from my angle. It was like, <laughs> you know, it's a smattering, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then you realize uh, you're in your head. You're like, you either need to go for it, <laughs> or, you, or you need to pretend like nothing happened. There's the groundling strain. Yeah, and you're like, just go for it because you've come this far. And then that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was the true reward that night. Yeah. yeah, it was just sort of like, all right, here we go. I don't know. And here then we... you said the press tried to like make such a big a big deal out of it. And like, Angelina Jolie is livid over this oh, mockery. Well, that's of... what, but once you left there, and you know, because we were so, once you leave the stage, you go into and you do these sort of interviews and stuff. So you're very behind everyone else as far as going to parties and stuff. So you're sort of trying to catch up all night uh, because you're sort of delayed. And people were like, oh, did you, have you gone online? You know, like, of course we haven't gone online, but they were like, it's all over, you know, pictures and comparisons and, mm-hmm. and you know. And yes, you would get uh, some tweet now and then, like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, like, why she would take it seriously, why anyone would take that seriously, you know. And so, so I think people love the idea that there was going to be this really big fallout. You could have been the new Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If only I could do some kind of haircut. But, um, it's, sort of, <laughs> but it's sort of Mount Man don't need haircut. Mount Man don't need hair. <laughs> Mount, Mount I'm Man. back. I'm back with your idea. Mount Man cut his <laughs> hair with bear claw. Yeah. But that's why I love. That's why you know it was such a it was such a fun moment to me. And I think I even I either emailed you or sent you a direct message or something because um, one of my favorite things about just being around for a long time is watching people that you know and like it's just evolve over time and then seeing you guys up there and then seeing you be funny it's sort of it was like that oh everyone I mean people know you're funny people who watch television know you're funny but on that global audience like everyone now knows how funny these guys are and that was it was really fucking cool yeah. It was really fucking it was, cool. It was, it, yeah. Because Alexander Payne seemed very serious. It was a crazy, well, that, that whole night was crazy in general because we knew we weren't going to speak, you know. And oh, if you really watch it back, and I have before, just because it's fun to just watch his face. Just watch him because he is like clearly, one, I don't, yeah, very annoyed by me, you know, <laughs> which is, is because he was really wanted to get, uh, say something to his mom. (laughs) (laughs) His thing was going to be about to, you know, that, uh, to his mom. And he had already told us, you know, because we had spoken first at Independent Spirit Awards, is it right? Writers Guild, I think. uh, Writers Guild. You get Writers Guild. Yeah, and he says, if, 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 if (laughs) things go our way or we're up there, I would love to sort of take lead. Now, the Academy also tells you if you're multiple winners, they request that one person speak on your behalf. But no one, I think, has ever adhered to that because we all see 
you know, yeah. a cacophony of people just, blah, yeah. blah, 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 you know. So we went there and we were sort of obeying our rules. But, um, I, I, you know, I think he was just nervous at the time was probably whittling down. And I, in retrospect, if we had gotten booted, if, if the music had played after that moment, I would yes. have felt really hard. <laughs> I would have yes. felt like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe it. But luckily he got it all in. So by the time we were off the stage, it was like just like nothing had happened yeah did uh what were you what was your feeling going into the show are you shitting your pants or are you like yeah well you know great if we win bonus if not we're fucking at the oscars i i was definitely shitting my pants i mean i think it was no, so I mean, literally <laughs> no i did shit my pants yeah. 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 yeah that's why he actually made a stance he was trying to get <laughs> that is the worst part about that whole thing is that i saw jim do that leg thing and i was like you fucking bastard like <laughs> you didn't tell me you were gonna do that you know and i was like that's fucking hilarious like so i'm gonna do it too and so in my mind we were doing the exact same thing <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, we're both we're both nailing this moment." Yeah, what's up, world? <laughs> and then I looked back on it, and it just looks like I'm awkwardly like just awkwardly admiring Jim's position with my legs kind of open. Like I don't think I realized that how like pronounced Jim's leg was, and how mine was just sort of like open faced. Like, yeah. oh, nice. Mm. Me too, guys. Yeah, yeah. guys, we're both. Doing it, yeah. um, the old open face stance. <laughs> <laughs> horrible image. Stand open face, please. Yeah, okay. So I, your legs open face your yeah, legs like an open face sandwich. No, I yeah. I peel honestly, it back. Peel it back. Peel it back. Move. Spread the buns. Gross. Suppose the salami, guys. Yeah. Let it hang out. Well, it depends on if it's Get the, the meat yeah, out there. In the front or behind. <laughs> open face. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see the eggs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great... I want there to be a new like modeling session where that becomes something. Like, you know, it used to be just a little to your left, your chin. Now, open face. Open face. Open face. Get yeah. the meat okay. out. <laughs> Push it out. No, no, not literally. No, don't no, literally. No, don't. No, guys. Guys, just show some family show. that the meat is yeah. God, you sure. know what let's just take a five let's just yeah. take five because if, if you're a model in this day and age and you don't understand to open face your junk then there's no reason for you to be in this business this is the worst Disney Channel shoot ever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> you know what I always think the uh because you would when you're if you're funny at the at an award show like that, which you are, then people then it's like, oh, what are they gonna do this next time? And then do you do you ever do you feel any sort? Of, I mean, having years of improv training mm-hmm. and having years of sketch training, I, I I have always admired that because I sort of feel like that kind of makes you bulletproof because you've. You, you can develop a character really fast. You know how to read an audience, how to get in, get out, and you're very comfortable on, on stage. Mm-hmm. You mean with improv and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. I, I think that's been the best thing as far as my experience in L.A. is that training and feeling good about improv. It gives you a with mut- anything. It gives you a mutant power that most people don't have because you mm-hmm. always have that to fall back on yes. in a room. Well, I think mm-hmm. it's 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 you know it's weird that because the truth is you know and that's the reason I think um, uh, with you know teaching classes there or anywhere of improv it's like it's not just actors and stuff but you have all these types of people who love to do it now and it really is. Uh, a way of making people more comfortable just with listening whether whatever job they do you know it's it really is like a great tool outside of you know being a performer and stuff 
that it just m- makes you uh, more comfortable in social situations. So how do you guys he said? <laughs> how wow. do you guys break down the? Because I'm obviously I think you know, like I said, stand up was my biggest uh, enemy when it came to doing improv with a group, but. Uh, how do you get someone to break down that wall when they are constantly thinking about what they're doing or constantly second guessing or mm-hmm. it's that moment where they're like, what if I get on stage and I can't think of anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our natural instinct because I think people, you know, when you're watching people improvise, you can, you know, most often, if they're in the beginning stage, you can often see and call them out when you're thinking. I can tell you're thinking, yeah. you know, one, because you probably just missed something that someone said, you know, and the idea that that people have a hard time giving up power because while you're trying to give up power, you're trying to make yourself a look good, mm-hmm. uh, b try to be understand what's going on and not look like a fool, you know, and I think that people have a hard time um, letting control, letting letting, you know, releasing that control. So I, often with beginning basics, you know, people are just trying to figure out how to be funny and and your your job is to say just stop. Let's I'm not here to teach you how to be funny. I'm just here to teach you how to improvise and that's actually a different thing because I think just if you play it truthfully, those things will just sort of happen. That's hard for people to do because they yeah. feel like I have to get that laugh or whatever. But well, I mean, they think comedy comes from some other place, and it's like yes. rather than just – it's very hard to trust yourself when you – you know. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of your head, obviously. So I think that's – I think all of us have that problem. I think people think of comedy as like telling a joke. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, I have to make a joke. Yes. And yeah. th- which is the worst thing that you yes. can do. And there, there are scene. some people that are very witty and can just stand there and – stand in one place and say hilarious things, you know, but there are a lot of us like me who cannot do that, you know, and so you have to, you really do have to adhere to sort of the, I don't know, tenets of, you know, and the principles of improv in terms of listening and not trying to be funny and just sort of, you know, doing your thing. I had Mike McDonald for a few classes and he, he's actually been on the podcast before and I reminded him like, you used to yell at me. Mm. Yeah. That's a joke. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. doing a joke. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Which just always just made me like, <laughs> yeah, Nobody I know. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the side coaching, as you would do in those classes, like that, where you're <laughs> yeah. yelling out and oh. basically saying, where are you? <laughs> Who are you? I did that. Label. You're I, making my open face, close face. Yeah, open, yeah. close the face. This is improv. <laughs> or it's too dirty. I Don't go that. blue. Close face. I tried to... Uh, like I was being, uh, I was learning how to teach at the at the Groundlings, and I was I it was my first time doing that side coaching bit. And these two girls got up and did a scene. And they're, they're literally the first time I was like, "Mom, thanks for taking me to this like wedding dra- dress shop, you know, oh. like and you know trying on uh, gowns with me." And I was like, "Guys, where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and they, literally, like everybody stopped and was like. Um, I guess um, we're at the wedding uh, gown shop near the rack. And I'm she, I'm her daughter. Get specific. And, just, and I just started sweating. Like, And they were like, uh, um, I guess we're near the back. You know, like near the restroom. And they, better, and, better. And, yeah. And they had paid for this class. Yeah. It was so mortifying. And now you have to commit to that because you exactly. don't want to. Exactly. No, because you have to teach you to be yeah. authority. Yeah. I know, but get more specific. Because you always get called out Come on, on what are your coordinates? Yeah, your coordinates. But I did that. Uh, that... 
<laughs> Northeast? Northwest? I don't what know. I? What's the declension? I don't know where you are. Uh, what are the degrees? When I did the, uh, the, the you know, like, what's the test class you take to see which level you come in at? Oh, like, yeah, right? yeah. Like, um, I was real nervous. Like, I'd moved out here specifically. I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. I'm going to go to the Groundlings. I'm going to meet people that are just like me. Like, all yeah. the, all the, I'm going to talk about all the same kind of comedy and music and stuff like that. And I, I get there and I'm really excited and nervous. And then I, like, talking to a guy next to me going, like, Hey, can you, can you believe it? Groundlings. The guy's like, oh, my agent told me I should take these classes. Oh. Like, I was like, oh, hey, it's pretty crazy, huh? Pictures of Pat Moriti on the wall. Like, he's like, I don't know. I just, my agent told me I should take these classes. And I was like, do you guys like comedy? Or, uh, and then, like, I, I was just kind of out of it. I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And then I was on stage trying to do, a, like, a thing and the and the, the teacher was like he's, he's like all right stop you're trying to be funny and guess what you're not funny and then i just wow. fucking crumbled and then like mu- like just mumble throughout the rest of the scene and sat down oh. and they were like call back in a couple days to see which which uh which entry level you're at and i just never went back oh yeah. wow that's destroyed yeah, that and i didn't brutal. even try and do who comedy was again it for let's call year. them out wow. and that, that's why i'm here right that's Let me a, just tell you why I said it. <laughs> Here's why I said it. You just really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, sure, yeah. This is coming from a guy who has three characters. <laughs> three distinct yeah. characters. Yeah. So that was I know what I'm talking about. There's Mountain Man. There's Mountain Man. Yeah. There is Choir Boy. And there is Mechanic. I know your characters. That's why I came to the Groundlings. Okay, let's, let's do this And afterwards. you had just had a bad taco that And I day. just had a bad taco. <laughs> so you needed to crush yeah. someone. Yeah, that's, that's for shame, whoever. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could remember who it was. Yeah, Not so we for could any do it real, right here. You know, revenge yeah. reasons. No, but... we could really. But well, I would imagine, though, as an, as an instructor, there's that extra thing where you do have to be patient. But if you're if you're a good improviser and you and you know exactly what you want to see, I can. I guess I see. What, I mean, it's awful because you're hitting someone in their mo- literally the most vulnerable moment yes. emotionally oh, in that yeah. sense. But you know, it's just like, come on, you're almost there. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Just get it. You're so close. You know, mm-hmm. like I can. Yeah. Some people. That's very different from going. You're trying to be funny. And, you're and, not and you're funny. Not funny. funny. Yeah. I was like, I was 19. I had, I was out here for like two weeks. I was still scared of everything. Yeah. Like everything frightened me. And like for that to happen, I was like, well, I guess I was wrong about. All I, the only My thing life. I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do? Did you just move back to Hawaii and give up comedy? No, I went yeah. to San Pedro and started doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Super smart. Two roads I in need the woods some, diverge. Yeah. I need a warm place I can by. do drugs. Yeah. 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 You, you, put, you picked the path littered with pills. Yeah. Littered yeah. with and pills. drugs. You, yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Is that how you t- took drugs? Did you take pill drugs? Is that how you took pill drugs? Pill drugs. Whatever they had, really. Oh, man. What do you? You and do pill drugs. <laughs> yeah, you guys do pill drugs. Pill so stone and all these drugs. pill drugs. <laughs> you guys did a quaaludes. Man, a lot of barbiturates at this party. <laughs> yeah. I was used to be warned in grade school about barbiturates and quaaludes. And 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 that's how all we heard about. You want some ludes? Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever. I've never even but seen. But they're gone because they're gone. They don't exist anymore. No, they are. Isn't that correct? Like they don't exist. It's like a Studio Fifty Four drug. Yeah, no one makes quaaludes anymore. I don't know. It's gonna bring that word. Let's get some math is so done for ironic Uh, purposes. Yeah. That's how Heisenberg ends how everything. He yes. starts making quaaludes. Quaaludes, bringing them back. Then he goes out of you know, business. Like, like in the news, they're talking about like uh, MDMA. They're talking about ecstasy as like a new drug. They're like a new crazy drug, and all it is is just like powdered uh, ecstasy. 
But they're talking about how it's like oh, a, the new oh. scourge drug hitting the hitting oh. the kids. I, I would different. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, ecstasy is great. <laughs> yeah, they're like kids are dying off this stuff. I'm like they always have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a twenty year old fucking fad. But yeah. now they're just listening to Skrillex while they die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> listening to Skrillex is like dying. <laughs> so what? Uh, and what? going to heaven. Bam! Bam. Is that, a, was that a backwards high five? Well, he I wasn't in the right position. I, I will never, I will never leave, leave somebody hanging with a high five, but if I don't respect the joke, I give it the back of my hand. <laughs> smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's smart. actually worse. Wow, yeah, I know. It's more effort for doing something shittier. <laughs> you know what? That teacher is right, Jonah. You're still not funny. Damn. <laughs> Did you reverse high five the teacher before you went on stage? Because that might have rubbed him yeah, yeah, in the wrong way. Yeah. I told you I don't like high fives. Also, weird. said, welcome. Come to the Growlings class. We're... Do not high five me. And you did the exact in either so, direction. I don't want a fronty or a backy. Especially backhanded. I don't want any of it. Really weird uh, traumatic event from my life. I cannot tell you about. <laughs> that Growling Theater's been there so long. It's like that. That used to be like not a good neighborhood. No, no. like a really bad. You're, yes. There's like the Tommy we, Tang's next door. Tommy yeah. Tang's was next door for a long time. There's um, McDonald's there. Was there was McDonald's there for a long time. Uh, yeah, it was 19... I think they got that building in, like, 71, I think. Holy shit. Um, it's been around for, I mean, obviously, 35-plus years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. It was... When you first got... There, I mean, still not... You know, not still walk back to your yeah. cars together. It's not <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Wow. What a relief. <laughs> it's the deceptive nature of Los Angeles. You're like, this neighborhood looks okay. They're going to get a gun. Like, yeah. 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 Well, well, bars <laughs> open, you know, like across the street and down the street, yeah. Village Itty and stuff. So there's stuff there, but still. You got to you know, pass that 7-Eleven really and weird, that is trouble. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the 7-Eleven. is dicey. <laughs> so how do you, uh, just sort of balancing the, <laughs> now that you're writing really good movies, do you, is it weird to go act in things? Does it sort of feel weird to like, oh, this is someone else's material and I'm just a hired person to go say lines? No, I, it's it's actually kind of refreshing at times because you don't have any of the responsibilities that you might otherwise have if you were writing or directing it. You know, as an actor, you can literally just be like, yeah, I'm going to do my scene and then I'm going to be uh, heading out of here. See you guys. Good luck with all those problems. You know, like, have fun getting notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, have my fun calls at here. one. Oh, yeah. I got to be up by one p.m. Yeah, it's uh, there's something very I don't know refreshing and liberating about just acting in something. I mean, That's certainly also where we started, so it's like you don't, no one will lose all that stuff. And we started both as actors, and then just because of our the training, writing a lot, that sort of folded into that. So I think it's always been a pursuit to do all these things, and then the directing sort of obviously just happened. So mm-hmm. that's still fresh. How's that? Uh, it was great. I mean, it was very stressful. stressful. It was it was a ton of because you have anxiety. to know, you have to answer everything <laughs> Every, yes. always, and everything ton, always, yeah. and and as a result, like you know. Like, you know, it it is very rewarding to go through that process and come out on the other end and and have this thing that you know you you shepherded along the entire way and 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 did make those decisions and did it the way you wanted to do it. And there is something very gratifying about that that you may miss out if you were just as an actor, you know, doing something and then going home and having a one o'clock call. But <laughs> um, but I I I think we. You know, it was challenging because we were with you know working within a smaller budget. We had a really small time frame to shoot the movie. You know, we had one camera, so there were a lot of things that made it more challenging. Um, but ultimately, like it is sort of dream come true to be able to 
direct your own material and you know have the cast that we had and it's it was very cool i think you know it just stressed we Jim lost a lot of weight during the movie. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people ask that too. Do you actually like, do oh, ask so that. Good that? You lost weight for that role. And I was like, oh no, no. That was just a, my body being what eaten, happens eaten when alive from by, the inside. By yeah. Pain by stress. and stress. <laughs> I went the other way and I just gained weight because I was so freaked out. I brought those plates to both of you and he yeah. didn't touch it. And you're like, yeah. well, I can't you're waste it. I can't waste it. Budget's so tight as it is. Let's go to waste. You gonna be eat that individually wrapped uh, donut over there? <laughs> <laughs> you can eat that plastic. Uh, I just, I just eat the plastic. Yeah, just lick it, lick it. It feels good. It just, just like coats yeah. the stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes you feel better. But yeah. I do, I do like that you've essentially th- th- this evolution of, you know, uh, I mean, to to take a Groundlings class and to that that is as a performer seizing control of your career in a way because you are becoming a writer performer. You're entering a structure. You're trying to learn your craft better. Um, you know the the actors that just sort of audition and just kind of wait for the 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 success bus to hit them is just sort of feels like oh mm-hmm. how could anyone just wait around I don't know how the fuck you know yeah. I have to have a stand up I need something to have something yeah. then you keep you did that and you did groundlings and you started writing and then you now you're directing it's like you do seem to be gravitating towards more and more control of your destiny yes yeah I think so I mean yeah. I- I think you have to, this, you know, and even before when we first got there, now you have even, like I said, outside of other theaters, outside of being able to shoot things for the Internet and stuff, it's it's there's nothing better than just being proactive and creating stuff on your own, whether in, in, in any capacity, whether you're doing shows up you know, on stage shows or, or filming stuff, uh, writing constantly. And I think that you know, the more time you spend actually being those people sitting next to you in that audition who said, oh, my agent sent me here. I mean, that tells me most likely that they're not here to learn about improv or be really educated. Yeah. They're probably thinking about the end game of Sarah Live. Right. You know, and you get the, and you get it not just there, but I think a lot of people who go in here, a lot of make the mistake when they get to to, let's just say, Los Angeles or New York, wherever they're doing this, uh, that they're the visual of their end game is how fast can I get it? Because people will ask that question. How do we get on Sarah Live? I, go, I have no idea how you get on Sarah Live. I can teach you how to improvise. Hmm. You know, and then, you know, start your, you know, that part of your journey. Yeah. But I think a lot of people want it now. And it takes, well, and Groundlings takes a long time to get yeah. through. Any of these, but all this, to find that exposure, to be in that right moment when yeah. someone might be in the audience, whether it's there, or IO, or Second City, or UCB, whatever, it's, it's a lot of times people put in their head of like, this is what you have to do to get this. Right. Go take this class. Oh yeah, someone. That's just because someone did it. That's just happened. But you look at Melissa McCarthy. She came in with us. You know, her journey was this long journey. She was like an assistant for a long time too. When you guys were, she was Jenny's assistant. Mm -hmm. Yes, she was her cousin. She's Jenny McCarthy's cousin. She was Jenny's assistant. Mm -hmm. And and that's when I was working with Jenny. And then Jenny got a sketch show, Mm -hmm. and Melissa was her assistant. And I was I would hang out with Melissa and be like, God damn it, you're so fucking funny. Why are Mm -hmm. you not? And mm-hmm. then, and then she was just like, "Oh well, <laughs> yeah, living the know. dream," yeah. you know. Yeah. And then it, and then of course, you know. Yeah, but it's like that. For everyone else, is like, "Where'd she come from?" But we had been working with her for same number of years. I used to think yeah. the Groundlings track was was punishingly long. Like, wow, five or six years before you might even get to the. But yeah. then when I think about it, I go, "Well, but it took me 
six or eight years before I started to feel comfortable as a stand-up. I mean, it's not right. really... Right. It's just sort of comparable. Right. It's just about how long it takes to kind of find... Yeah. In most cases, not always, but that's about yeah. how long it usually takes to sort of f- figure out who you are on yeah. stage. It completely. does in that way. Then it, it, but Groundlings is also... It's one place, and it's also by design that it, slow, it takes a while, and that's only because we only have 30 company members at any one time. You know, we don't have touring companies. There's only one Saturday a week. One, there's only one mm-hmm. Saturday a week, and so as you take more and more classes yes it slows down because the 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 wall's not changing as fast you know and uh as opposed to places that have touring companies and all this stuff but the groundlings is a place where we just own our own material we're just writing stuff putting it up there and then it's our possession so then we can take and do something else with it so in the meantime when i was there i would take class you know you know a scene study class or you know Try to do as many other things as I could do, you know, while I was waiting. So I wasn't just putting all the eggs in that. And when you're that nebbish, you have to do it. <laughs> no. no, you have to create your own opportunities. Well, I mean, you're probably counting all those eggs all the time because you're so nebbish. I'm very nebbish, but here's how I got nebbish. Nebbish was a five-year journey for me as well. It was about me going on a journey through my mind and soul. Part of it was like crossing Jordan, you know. Right. Literally, I had to get as nebbish as possible. He didn't even come up with the mechanic till the fifth year. Yeah. What's no, the Nebbish no. Mountain Man? Huh? The Nebbish Mountain oh, Man. I don't know if I can go up this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's always questioning himself. It is fun to look at, like, you, you know, it's like you... You you get one little like a little guest spot or uh, some co star under five, and then all people see you as is that one little thing. Right. So uh, believe me, you got, I look at the chapters of like I was persnickety assistant, you know. Right. Uh, nebbish, you know, nerd, you know, uh, sexual deviant, you know, angry guy. You know, you go. That's these all little, the dean, I think. These pretty. Yeah. Much, <laughs> no, they, they've all worked into one <laughs> character now. Yeah. I finally made him into one. <laughs> uh, yes. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, but it, it does always feel like that. They go, like, get that guy, you know. So. I can imagine. I mean, obviously it worked out well for you, but was there any point where you're like, God damn, I wish there was a fucking YouTube when we were doing Groundlings and you could mm-hmm. just make stuff. Yeah, I, I know. It is. It in is. in those days, you really could just like, well, I can perform as long as people buy tickets on a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, it really exactly. Was. It, was. it was calling, like, getting that, like, casting director book at, like, Samuel French and, like, calling, like, all those random people <laughs> and, like, being like, I'm doing a show at the um, upstairs, the complex. You sound nebbishy. No, is this Jim Rash? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you take my character. <laughs> I remember when we first started, you know, you, you finished a Groundlings level and it became a trend to then take that show, that's this sketch show. So you'll be on the third, uh, the, right the fourth line. level, and you fin- your advanced class made this, you know, um, show that went really well because I mean the audience was your friends and your family. Of course, it felt like it was a rock concert. Right. So then you're like, we should take it on tour. <laughs> you know, tour being like rent out of space. And so I remember <laughs> we rented out a, the Stella Adler Theater uh, up on uh, Hollywood. I don't know if it's still there, but. And for some reason, we thought, you know what? How long should we have a run? Let's do eight weeks. <laughs> like, why would you do eight weeks? Twice a week. So Mondays and Tuesdays, hot nights. Uh, this is before any, I mean, again, Groundlings is probably the only thing here in Acme. You right. know? So we rent out this thing. 
and you quickly realize why that rock concert doesn't translate because these people aren't your friends and family. Oh. So the first night's okay because you've invited everyone you can possibly think of, mm-hmm. and then it starts getting smaller where we were performing nothing, we're cutting back, we shouldn't do so many shows. And I remember being in the back of the area where I made an entrance from the back of the theater, that's how they exit. And I was waiting with this ridiculous costume on and out walks, you know, a good portion of audience. Like, this is mid-show. Oh, <laughs> and you do that, oh, no. that mid-thing, you're going, well, thank you for coming. Thanks. Thank you for coming. <laughs> hey, guy! You know, then you make your entrance. A lot of other places to go tonight, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what it was. You, you had to, like, try and, to get and, people and to And is not it. a theater culture. Oh, no, God, no, no. Not at all. So you can't just get no. foot, and you don't get foot traffic. No. no. <laughs> People have to go to your thing yeah. on yes. Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. You get some really great walk-ins. <laughs> what an album in there. What is this? We had the same thing, I remember, with Melissa and Dax and... Dax Shepard. Oh, yeah, Dax Shepard was yeah. yeah. Ben Falcon. We had the same show. We had, we, but we decided to do, like, two. Like, one at six and one at eight, you know? And, like, Ooh, all our friends were coming to eight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 6 p.m. We looked down at the traffic. 6 p.m. and there was just two people. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, do you do the show? Like, do they, and you gotta so do we it. literally went out and we are like, I'm sorry, we've canceled the 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, what? You gotta do it. Can you cast out numbers the audience? You have to. The show must not. <laughs> no, <come>. you gotta <laughs> do it. Did you tell people no, back? we had to tell. We were like, did they? We had to cancel it for unforeseen um, circumstances. <laughs> so, uh, could you come back? But wait, I love that you said unforeseen, <laughs> as if their brains couldn't put it together that they own. It's technically accurate. Technically accurate. Oh my god! Did someone get hurt? But it's no, technically we did not know they that only know. two people were going to show no, up. No, only unforeseen. Oh, you guys must not have gotten the call where we canceled the show. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. It was so horrible. And these people were like, oh, yeah, no, okay. And then I was like, like that horrible thing. We will not be coming back. Oh, and then you try to be positive. Well, now we can have dinner. Yeah. And then we can come back and, that, and do the end. We can rehearse. Let's do another run through. Car ride home. Oh, honey, I really wanted to see that show. Well, it was unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> Wait, if we're going to do another run through, why don't we just do it for the two people who are here? I know you, you wanted to rehearse. It felt like no big deal yeah. to like, just do it one extra time. Oh, so. That's how our brains work. And when then we were you still would get met. I remember doing stand up shows where there were <clears throat> literally like two people in the audience, but I would yeah. do them anyway. And then you'd get off stage and then be like, ah, this fucking this crowd sucked. And you're like, what are you, there were two people. Like, what are you expecting <laughs> out of a couple of yeah. people? Yes. yes. They yes. probably enjoyed it, but they're not going to vote. You know, it's like, no, there was some. No one sits by themselves going. <laughs> yeah. Then you just unless crazy. you guys are in a casting meeting. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless, yeah. unless you're, you know, you're auditioning you're for us, for but us. that makes sense. It must be nice. I want you to like me. <laughs> it must be nice though, just sort of feeling a bit of, you know, I mean, obviously it's a whole other set of insecurities I'm sure that come along with this side of the business that you're tackling. But to go to work on a sitcom or to go to work on like Community now it must be like. Well, you know, if community, you know, like whatever happens with the show, you don't, you might be sad, but you don't feel like, what am I going to do? You know, yes. like, what's yeah. that Joel McHale going to do? He's fucking only yeah. got, he's only tall and handsome and charming and yeah. funny. Like, what do you do with yeah, that? Nowhere. Words, he's mm-hmm. going seriously. Yeah. He's not directing anything. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. In his face. In his face. <laughs> your in his, face, in his handsome, handsome face. Yeah. <laughs> just directing his pectoral muscles. Yeah. Like directing money into <laughs> his bank account. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find another pool. How's, how's community going now? Truck you guys over are here, just guys. back for a couple weeks. Yeah, we just, we, we're two weeks in. Uh, Does it feel quite, good with Dan back? Oh, it's great. I mean, from the first table read, you just knew, oh, okay. That's that's what was missing, you know, because Dan is so specific and such a, uh, a creative, 
a voice that you can't replicate. You can attempt, yeah. you know, you can do your version of, but I think it would be an offensive version, you know, <laughs> um, just because it's it's a little bit more complex than you think it is, you know, and not until you read it again or hear it again do you realize, oh, that's that's what it is, yeah. you know, and, and not just him. I mean, Chris McKenna is obviously uh, back as well, and those two sort of uh, working hand-in-hand along with uh, a, pretty, a lot of new writers. Um and so it's been great, yeah. you know. It's just fun, and it's always been it's always been cool. a fun job. My favorite thing at the Comic Con panel was Dino Stamatopoulos getting yes. the audience. Did they? Did Dan know he was going to do that? I don't. Know you never if know he with did. Dino. I can never I, tell what's planned and whatever I, what if, he just if, does. If he did, I never asked him. But Dino, it Dino got like up out of nowhere. <laughs> Dino got up, and the first thing he says, he goes, uh, "Hey, Dan. So." Um, Unfuck Sony, I guess. <laughs> and Dan was just like, he's kind of had his head down, like, you know. As I said, there's like, there's two Dan modes. There's like, there's kind of like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Yeah. And there's like, I'm really I sorry. Like, I uh, I'm just I trying to behave. Back and forth, clenching his fists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very much in behave Dan mode and very mm-hmm. apologetic. And so it was just. Uh, it was a good. It was a good. It was a good moment. It was, it was a good moment. It was yeah. a really good moment. And then he was just. Dino was just promoting. Oh, he was promoting his, his panel. His, his panel. Oh, yeah. Yes. His and then anim- he got the room wrong, so he texted Dan, and then Dan had to tell everyone yeah. what the correct panel was. <laughs> he said he'd be over yes. there. Yes. Yeah. During, the, during the community Yeah, panel. during the uh, open questions. <laughs> With this long line of people waiting, including one, like, human being. Like, I mean, as in someone dressed up as a human being. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the... Uh, so, just the transition between the TV shows and Descendants... What was the what was the descendants process like for you? And uh, coming about or just in the writing part of it? Well, coming about and then the writing part okay. of it, and then because I, I would imagine that was that it came via the the way way back. In other words, we had written the way way back, and that went through this whole thing. It's going to be made. It's not going to be made. It's going to be made. That was that eight year journey. But within that eight year journey of of getting actually to make it, that script got around town, and that got us in the door to meet um, Alexander Payne and uh, Jim uh, Jim Burke's producing partner and Jim Taylor, uh, and they had optioned the book The Descendants and were looking to hire some writers. And they had read The Way Way Back, and you know I, I think the balance of uh, comedy and drama was something that sort of connected with them, that also connected to what the idea behind Descendants was. And so we, and I'm sure they met with many writers, we went in there and sort of read the book and fell in love with it and, um, and then went in and sort of just talked out loud about the approach to it. And that's, that's how that came to be. And then we spent about what, two and a half years probably, mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Oh, my far, God. Well, as far as, like, you know, from draft to draft to there was a moment where um, Stephen Frears was going to direct it. Yeah. And we went to New York and sort of met with him for a day and sort of talked about things he'd like to do with another pass. And then he ended up not doing it, and then Alexander decided to do it. So Was there any point where you're like, eh, this is probably never going to happen. This is just going to be a bunch of meetings. I guess, ah. yeah, it was a long time. I, I guess we didn't really, you know, uh, we knew that, Way, way back was taking forever, so I guess there's nothing new that this would be, this ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, I think then, I mean, certainly it was exciting that Stephen Frears was going to do it, but he never fully committed to doing it, so there was always a, you know, there was always the chance that he wouldn't, and then he didn't, and then Alexander came on, and then it, then things became, started becoming very real, because it was like, oh, wow, Alexander's going to direct this, you know. Oh, they got that guy George Clooney. Oh, that, that, this should be good. <laughs> I'd watch this. Yeah, and uh, and then it you know just sort of like took off and went really fast after that happened. Did you guys go to Hawaii at all during the writing process? 
We well during, during the writing, writing process, we did yeah right mm-hmm. after we had finished the sort of the first draft the first draft we yeah. went out there and then we went back the next year when they were sh- or no I guess it was two years later yeah it was later and then when they were shooting we went back you know five days of visit but at that point you know yeah. our, our job was completed and it was in did you write in, in like some of the uh, the pigeon English that was in there into the script or was that there was someone on set to kind of help. Well, there's there's some pigeon from the the stuff that you could pull from the book, but yeah. then what I think a lot of the the big stuff came with Alexander's sort of research once he got up there in pre production, and he with Cowie sort of went all over the islands and really learned more even more from her as yeah. far as the land, especially with the land deal stuff, especially with the yeah. the, the complexity of that, and then you know it's also I was going to say he also cast a lot of a lot of local. local people yeah. and and i think that obviously you know that local flavor made it you know yeah no i mean I, I was born and raised on oahu and just even like when i went to see the descent just the opening shots of just yes. mainly like the kind of chinatown a la park area mm-hmm. yeah. downtown like yeah. I, was, I was like wow they're showing hawaii yeah. like this is like you know that's the kind of hawaii i grew up with like right. yeah kind of dirty i thought hawaii park. was just a bank of hotels on a shore yeah we're next to a, a mountain that looks like a yeah. mm-hmm. where there's and a man my character's right at home yeah, okay yeah, yeah. all right i get um, you <laughs> Can't, I, I can't go to Saturn, apparently. But my character can go to Hawaii. But can he high five? But what if his rental Jeep breaks down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a Nebish mechanic. We're Different brothers. Character. Different character. I'm sorry. I have no, so they're many. Brothers. Can the Nebish character mention that he's Nebish? Yeah. No, I don't think we're going to get that. I don't know. It's always good. Can you good have a mug that, that says Nebish? Yes. <laughs> Taking a sip, you seem nebbish. What makes you say that? <laughs> okay, and in the mug, it's not coffee, but it's a bunch of car wrenches. Yes. and that's how you and know that he's a mechanic. I picked up the the wrench mug <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> Who has my coffee? It cuts to the mechanic. It really writes itself. I mean, it did. It just did. Yeah, I think it wrongs itself more than anything. Yeah, no, it fell apart. Did you uh, did, did you feel more? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of funny to that transition of being an artist where you're just making stuff and it's kind of for yourself and there's not really a lot on the line and so you oh you'll take all these risks you mm-hmm. don't give a shit and then at a certain point people start getting more interested and then you do something and then it makes money and then now they're really interested and now they're looking at you and do you feel responsibility do you feel responsibility around mm-hmm. the descendants and or did, were you used to it because it took so long or did you feel that with way way back too? No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel it. I I think we uh have somehow avoided feeling, you know, like we have to live up to a certain standard mm-hmm. or there are certain expectations. I think it's really just about doing the work and being happy with it, yeah. you know, and and feeling like you did a good job. I think the only thing that gets really uh that you always feel this I think everyone wants you to be the fastest writer in the world. You know, they want you to be uh how how long can when can we have it, you know? And I, so we can sit on it for two months. Yes, and it <laughs> yeah. always is. The, the, the pressure about, especially when you're taking a job job, like in other words, like that's not just spec, it's loose, let's work a little bit today, tomorrow, you know. But right. when someone said, we're hiring you to do this, and we need to see it by here, it, that, I think that's where the pressure starts to mount, at least for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I think the, the ever, like, I mean, we've been told, why aren't you guys faster writers, you know, by... <laughs> representation Mm -hmm. and i'm like well 
I guess I just don't want to turn in something that I'm embarrassed by. You know, I want to turn in something that we can. No, what someone says that what you do is you take a selfie dick pic with your Oscar next to your dick, (laughs) and then you text it to them Mm -hmm. and go. So, or just really? full on open face. <laughs> is the Oscar yeah. for scale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. But no, I think that's the pressure you feel. I think sometimes afterwards yeah. it's like they're like, okay, that was great. What else you got? And how fast can you get that done? How did you take the Oscar win in the sense of were you feel pretty good about it, or is there any part of you that's almost a little embarrassed? Like, what if like friends come over, you're like, "Oh, that's not." I mean, it's it's silly. It's I don't know. Or are you sort of like, "Yeah, I fucking you, I own." Nah, you, know? you make people kiss it. I do. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as they come into my house mm-hmm. with their like a full friend. They used to he, no, it used to be take your shoes off, but he doesn't care about that. No. He says, "Go over to that statue and give it a nice which which wet, statue yeah. open." Yeah, yeah. Open which mouth. one? Oh, my Oscar. Where's the, yeah. Oh. Yeah, in your face, Joel McHale. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Joel must be like, Joel just always has like a, a tenting boner. I'm like, how did you, uh, how'd you get that? That's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I, is there someplace I can sit down? <laughs> I guess they missed the big year. Uh, we all did. No. Oh, wow. Oh, come on. Um, what? Oh, Come on! What? what? Too far. America. Did we, that. Were, I didn't we were we were playful America making fun of Joel. <laughs> we were playful making fun of Joel. <laughs> Listen, I'm not America. <laughs> no, I didn't decide that no one was going to see that. All right, but you know, I don't. I don't know if we listen. have to bring that up. Well, whatever. I, he doesn't listen to the it show. Happened. It's fine. What a fight. It's totally fight. fine. <laughs> he doesn't know how to work podcasts. <laughs> well, okay, he doesn't make it. It's work not bad. a football game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm glad. Yeah, we're really laying into him in a good way. This is good for him. The best way to cover up an insult is with another insult. We all agree. Yes. creating a pile of a totem bowl of insults. He would give as much as he gives. He would give. Guys, he'll never see this. We're not a Kardashian or a reality program. Okay. Can we have like a whole set here? Yeah. <laughs> we got a good strong five. Guys. Matt's anti Joel McHale set. Yeah. It's so prepping for hashtag uh, McHale roast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, now that the Franco roast did well, they're probably going to be dipping into oh, the younger the, generation. Well, dipping into those roasts. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They should. They would. I think they could. They could probably roast Joel. I, I'm actually surprised he's never done a roast. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like he'd be he great seems, for yes. roasting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, being a roast—I don't know—roaster, the yeah. roasteteer, roasteteer. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I, I knew it was something complex <laughs> on the day. <laughs> I knew it was something needlessly awkward. <laughs> roasteteer. <laughs> we got we got book some more roasteteers. Okay, <laughs> roastnuts. <laughs> hey, roast. <laughs> These roastofarians. <laughs> oh, that's the end of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, thanks uh, for taking the heat off that Skrillex joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, I, I sadly I haven't seen the way way back yet because it was in theaters. And that, I, I never. Yeah. No, please come back. Let's go. No, come back. <laughs> Let's go. Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I in this rickety house? Oh, that you can park right outside the studio. He's just doing circles around the studio. There's no Dopplering. <laughs> These yeah, mics are picking up everything. Yeah. He's going to the mountain. The beach. He's going to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> There's a carnival at the mountain. It's a circus. Sorry, guys. I'm, it's a mountain circus. I, I got really upset and I took a little journey and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Did you, feel what did you find? Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> That's all a great carnival act. <laughs> we all took the journey with you. With there was a clearing in the but, woods. But uh, yeah, because yeah. I, I never have time to go to. I never have time to go to a movie a- anymore. I, I watch everything. I have to watch everything on my. So can I have a? Can I? I'll, I'll pay. I'll give you the money that I was going to spend at the theater if you mm-hmm. send me a link okay. or a DVD. Can I, I don't think it okay. works yeah. like that. You don't directly pay. Them. But wouldn't you should? I mean, in today's Kickstarter world, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of how it should work. Yeah, it really should be. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I've had people. I've had people try to give me money before. They're like, I, uh, I just, I just got your CD off. You know, uh, I torrented it off something. So here's ten dollars. And I'm like, well, you don't have to give me money for it. Wow. I don't give a shit. Oh, very See, honorable. That money yeah, take that money. Yeah, yeah. No. Take that money. Yeah. why not? Because I don't want it. On a code. You then he's gonna it. give you a dollar to Alex. Yeah, yeah. Then he's it's gonna dirty give when it. it's like that, huh? Palm <laughs> you a five. <laughs> they just leave it on a next to the door. Yeah, just crumple it up. Here you go. Here's money. your fucking money. Yeah. Piece hey. of shit. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed like six times. Then. Yeah. Oh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce Gutter. <laughs> was, yeah, was Jonah movie. started accidentally doing a new character called Bruce Gutter, but he hates it when we call it out. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Bruce Gutter. You should embrace it. No, Come I on. am. Bruce. I mean, you. Yes. <laughs> you have a name for your character. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. You, you gave the you gave it the name. I think Kurt, no, it was Kurt, Kurt Brownoller named, named, named it. Kurt yeah, Kurt Brownoller named him Bruce yeah. Gutter. That's, that's a huge. I do step. it in the car still. Yeah. Every time I was like, you know, oh no, I can't even do it now. <laughs> do the yeah. thing that everyone's yeah, waiting yeah, to yeah. hear. Hey, oh Bruce, God. where's the cocaine? In the back. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit angry. Yes. In the uh, like I said. <laughs> It's like he's a guy who's never almost. He's Bruce. Almost did you touch right this him. stuff, Bruce? It looks like you touched it. <laughs> I got bored. <laughs> Wait, so you literally just touched it? You didn't use any of it? You, you leave me here watching all the shit. <laughs> Why can't I go on the runs with the other boys? <laughs> because on. Bruce, your job is to watch it. Watch the shit. You don't do the runs. The cocaine's in the back. <laughs> Uh, Bruce got her. Bruce, Bruce, how's your mother? (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to ask me about his mother. I'd rather not talk. I can't do it. It hurts my throat sometimes. Mm -hmm. Your heart to talk about your mother. Good characters hurt, man. (laughs) Like Mountain Man. Mm -hmm. He hurts bad. (laughs) Oh my god, man! I thought he was Nebuchadnezzar. Um, No, no, that's his. Yeah, there's mechanic. Oh, I'm sorry, Mountain Man. Oh, okay. I thought it was Nebuchadnezzar, Mountain Man. Well, you take the San Diego Freeway to the Slots and cut off. You know? yeah, yeah. They're awesome. all blending. They you all get back blend. in your car. Yeah. Um, but uh, every everything that and I and I apologize that I hadn't seen the movie before you came in. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to talk too much about what goes on in the movie because then people get very angry about spoilers. But what well, I read a lot about it and I think I even tweeted at you like holy shit the, the reviews that I saw were like. This is the you know one of the funniest, most charming uh, uh, movies of the summer. It uh, yeah, luckily we had some really good response, you know, to the movie. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yes, you're yes ending yeah. that. Yes, yes ending. Does it feel weird to yes talk ending. about like people saying good things about the? No, because I mean, you know, the good thing is you read all of them. <laughs> Do you, you know? read them? Well, they, I don't read them, but they send you like a list of all the things, and then they'll just have positive, positive, mixed, positive. Really? Mixed, ne- you know, like you can just do a quick one sheet of like, uh huh. They no. give you a spreadsheet of yeah. like, mm-hmm. they, yeah, of like, a, like a tone review? Yeah. Yes. Three out of five. Four, four out of five. Four out of five. Negative. <laughs> Hated it. Mixed. 
mixed. So yeah. someone's job is to be Rotten Tomatoes for you guys? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Like they, yeah. they, like, they pull it all together, yeah, so you can sort of see. So I, none of, half those things, well, I don't read really any of them because you'll just get in your head. Yeah. You know? And it's not going to change the it's job. It's not going to change anything. And it's, like, do. it's like no. people, you know. Could change the director's cut Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so. What was the movie for to you? Like, what was the what was what was it that you wanted to to do with the movie? I mean, just in terms of like you've had this thing going on since two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like you know after all the Descendant stuff, you know, it's like that that fantastic journey. But this is that thing that you wrote so long ago that you just can't let go of. You know that you that was your baby from the very beginning, and it was so close to getting made. So everything just became about trying to get this done. Yeah, and we got to a place where. We could have had it done. This would have been, I don't know how many years in, but let's just say it was like, you know, from this moment, it was five years back, and the movie was in turnaround, and we had three more years before the script would be back in our possession without all the hands of studios on it. And we had a moment where you were like, well, we can either make, you know, a studio said, you can make it with these actors or not. And those actors, while good actors, weren't right for these parts. So you had to make a decision there. Like, you know what? We're just going to sit on it. And so we waited three years for the script to be uh, out of free of everything, save for some money, you know, against it that was spent in the very beginning Um, for us to be able to say, oh, we have our thing. It's just ours, you know. So that that was sort of the reason why I think we stuck with it. Is, is that the ultimate symbol of success, do you think, where you go, I made my thing my own way, and no one's told me how to do it? I mean, it's certainly probably a very gratifying feeling, you know, that you sort of decided, you know what, we're going to put our names on this, we're going to be first-time directors with this, we might fall on our faces, you know, it might not come out right, it might, everything could go wrong, but at least we're going to try to do it our way. And I think that is, I, I can't, you know, I, I can only... For me, I would say that's so far like the the best experience and the biggest reward we've had. Certainly, yeah. If you go back to like what we were talking about before with Adopted, that pilot script, the first thing we did, and it got changed so much, and you watch the finished product, and you're like, this is so far kind of from what our, the original script was and the original concept was, you know, just as far as everything. And you can't help but just sort of feel like, oh, I just wish we had gotten a fair chance to do it our way in a sense and so this was really the first time where we kind of could say that like it was exactly what we wanted to do yeah. there was no no you know, studio certainly, telling us yeah we didn't have any studio telling us these notes or it has to be this way or you have to change this person or this arc has to be bigger and so forth like it really was what exactly what we wanted to do and and you make compromises for financial time and, and time you know f- and all the things that are against you while you make the movie yeah but but not the ones where people are just weighing in on the opinion of what it should be. And then also sort of fun and scary is like, oh, I can't blame this on anyone else if it doesn't go yes. well. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah you just sort of accept it. You're yeah. Like, All right, this is it. And that's the scary thing. I, we I should like have that had part that of it. coffee mug in the scene. <laughs> in the coffee mug in the scene to sort of get rid of all that exposition. <laughs> I do like that part of it. I do. I really do like that having the owning responsibility of like, yes. oh, well, if it doesn't work out, like, yeah, well, you know, I tried something and it, I, it was yeah. my fault. At least it was my fault and yes. not someone else's fault. And that's the yeah. great thing about a partnership, too, is that all the shitty things that happened in the way of a back are Jim's fault. 
all. Right. And everything yeah. that was succeed a success you didn't, was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's all right. That's all that we have time for, guys. Well, what's great is we probably run long, and that's a great thing to edit out. <laughs> what, but when you are directing with someone, you're writing with someone, at what point there must be some sort of an internal formula where you're like, okay, a lot of times we'll both agree on stuff. Sometimes we will not agree on stuff. How strongly will I have to feel about something to push? And how, you know, like, at yes. what point do I go, all right, I'll go ahead and trust Nat or I'll trust mm-hmm. Jim? Yes. Yes, completely. I think it, you, I mean, we've known each other for so long now that it's sort of secondhand. I think you get a feel, Jim gets that look in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, the yeah. never she one. Yeah, no. don't, <laughs> don't cross me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my. My, I have a hard time saying my intention, but then selling it with my voice. Right. Don't cross me. You know, it's not really angry. Your it's almost seem comical. Angry, but you know, no, you I'm come saying out that way. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Don't you know. give me sadness. Yeah, you know, it's just I, I have a hard time. I can't. That like, voice just reminded me that you're in one of my favorite movies, uh, Sky High. Oh, thank you. Oh, that is such I, a great movie. I was doing that on purpose. Let's <laughs> 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 finally get a Sky High show. Out. It's, a, it's a fun. I really liked Sky High. A lot. It's actually a lot of fun. The year it came out, I was at Comic Con, and uh, like uh, my girlfriend at the time, she was uh, she's like, "Oh, those are the guys that made Sky High." And I was like, "Oh!" And I just seen. It. I was so excited about. It. I, like, ran over to him. I was like, "Hey, I really love Sky High." They were like, "Oh." Uh, thanks. It was like the first time. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Thanks. Uh, well, cool. See you around." I was like, "That." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you sure you don't want to go to Nobu? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, you're not funny. Oh, no, shit. Oh, that, man. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, uh, a lot of fun. Just because, you know, it's uh, I that superhero stuff, I think, is so much fun. I wish I had a power. I didn't have a power. That was my only... I, I asked them. Your voice my voice, your, my yeah, cackle was pretty was much all power. I had. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was a you lot of fun. Dancy round jig. Yeah, just pretty much. It was just dancing, gestury, uh, yeah. gestury <laughs> laughing, and uh, yeah, that's about it. It was about fun though. So as we're sort of winding this down, anything, uh, anything about community that you can mention or talk about, or anything specific that you people? Well, uh, nothing really specific because uh, I mean, Dan already said you know we're doing we are doing an animated, completely mm-hmm. animated um, episode. But he said that at Comic Con, so that's nothing yeah. new. But uh, you know, Jonathan Banks is is uh, joined us for uh, many many episodes. Um, uh, Walter, from... just put the gun down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fantastic. So he's already started working. Um, w- and... What about something we don't know, Jim? <laughs> something know, really. I'm inside. just trying to sound yeah, like there's something exciting. interesting that some people might not know. It'd yet. be great if you could tell us something and then you got in trouble for it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. They, they get mad and they just they drive you to the yeah. border of Hollywood and drop you on your bags <laughs> off. You're done. And you are done. It. And that's how you, you are West the Hollywood sheriff problem now. <laughs> <laughs> The the lines are really getting drawn now. You really cannot cross. You're in my jurisdiction now. They've sequestered me in the Pacific Design Center. I I feel like I read that. I'm in the blue part. (laughs) Go sit in the big chair. (laughs) The big chair. Go sit in the $200,000 big chair. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, that's worth it. Well, if you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's better than a chair. Make it. So, McHale. Not to- yeah. <laughs> and we bring it back. Well you done. stupid nice. head. 
Well, so, uh, and you're Nat Faxon on Twitter, yeah. and then you're Darash's yes. TV Ugly mm-hmm, uh, yes. on, on Twitter. And way, way back, is it, it was in theaters, but it, when is it coming it's to still, VOD? Uh, uh, still in theaters. It's still in theaters now. You can still see it. Um, uh, it'll a be weeks, a I few think. more weeks at least. And then I think the DVD is around like October 22nd. Okay. Yeah. Great. So maybe we'll... Very do- specific date for it to be around. I, th- <laughs> I that's somewhere around head. October twenty second in the morning. Yeah, in the I, morning. Don't I don't know, guys. Uh, but there's some extras. Oh, <laughs> like, another commentary track. Oh, so bad. Well, this will be perfect. Then this will. Then we'll. We'll. You know, we can either put this up closer to the DVD release or put it up now if you want people to go see it in theaters. It's totally, totally whatever oh, works okay. best for you guys. Are you working on? Have you I already? Guess- uh, all of that would okay. be great. Yeah, well, five re-release times. it. Yeah. It's got to get a re-release yeah. towards Oscar season. Let's be oh. Is, uh, well. Are you working on anything? Did you start working on anything else? Or have you? are you still just... No, we're back. We, uh, was that? Just still coasting. Just yeah. still coasting. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. and no one, yeah, exactly. On fumes. <laughs> on fumes. The, uh, no, we, um, we're back to just sort of in the writing mode. So we're writing... Cool. Uh, working with Searchlight again, writing a uh, way, way back size, small movie for them. That An original thing we pitched to them, sort of dipping into our, our lives again, family-wise. And then uh, we're doing an action comedy for Kristen Wiig, which oh, is nice. uh, uh, very exciting. We, uh, we pitched her this idea, and obviously we were in the groundlings with Kristen and known her for years. And so uh, we just sort of pitched her something a little bit darker in tone for us. Yeah. Uh, but but eclectic characters, which is much like what we like. So, did you, did you guilt her into it with the, the mm-hmm. voice? Would you just do it? Please, me, you no, no, mm, no. Uh, okay, voice. Oh, oh no, I could never say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was um, it was really easy once I she saw my range of characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming yes, on. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's good to see you, and congratulations on everything. Sincerely, and um, and uh, I guess uh, come back when you're ready to. When something else that you want to stretch, sure. stretch, yeah. Stretch. So yeah. you guys, uh, um, uh, where um, did you go to school, Chris? Chris, the guy listening to this in his car isn't at his destination yet. Yeah. Stretch yeah. it out, stretch it out. <laughs> what oh, the other guy that is? No. He's just waiting for dinner. Oh God, he's got to get in the house, see his kid. Uh, fucking end it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You get inside. Just put music on. Bruce Goddard, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, can you say enjoy your burrito to them? Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> are the, hey, Bruce, are the burritos here? Yes, boss, in the back. His burritos are hot. Everything's in the back. Everything's yes. in the back. He's always out front and everything's I, in the back. I might have thrown out the cocaine and kept the body bag. I apologize. <laughs> the first thing the impression, I just thought it sounded like a Miami Vice extra. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always been cocaine for some reason. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, the, like, under, he's the under five guy in Miami yes. Vice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't. He doesn't know if it's uh, if the guy's his boss yeah, or he, he just does. calls the guy boss. Yeah. Hey, boss, the cocaine's in the back. <laughs> or hey, boss, the cocaine's yeah. in the back. <laughs> this is not all read. Yeah. Where's going with it? We're gonna figure, we're gonna figure <laughs> out your relationship later. Yeah, yeah. So that really helps us. Oh, a three-episode arc. Your line reading course with Jonah Ray includes Ooh. how to tell the boss where the cocaine <laughs> is. Hey, boss, cocaine. <laughs> it's in the back. I'm not your boss. There's no. This is only one room. Bad improv. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Let's take it again, Jonah. Um, yes, of course. Somebody in the car just repeating. Jonah, what would you do? Uh, what would Bruce do if uh, maybe the cocaine's in the front? Oh, he'd turn around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Yeah, well, it's the right answer. It's yeah. not getting better than that. So <laughs> <laughs> wow. spike these things. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 20% off, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code NERDIST9. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.